The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 22nd, 2023, season 19, episode number 37. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. It's our job to get you ready for Cowboys versus Cardinals. That happens this Sunday uh, in Arizona. And uh, we got the crew here today to tell you guys what's going to happen this weekend, give you their best predictions. Uh, We'll get to those by the end of the show. But we start today on a bit of a somber note here in Cowboy land. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we we started to hear the, ner- the, the 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 talk of a possible injury, and then we find out it is Trayvon Diggs, and then shortly thereafter, find out uh, that Mr. Diggs is out for the season, presumably with a torn ACL. How does Dallas adjust? Well, um, first of all, I, I'd be remiss if I you know if I allowed us, and I know we're not going to, to pretend that Trayvon Diggs is replaceable by anyone else on this roster because he's just not. So it's a massive loss for the Cowboys, period. He's their best ball hawk. Uh, You saw the increase in heightened physicality over the first two uh, games of the season with the tackling and forcing turnovers that way in addition to taking the ball away in the air. Um, So, I mean, it's a massive loss. That being said, it's also true that, as I wrote on DallasCowboys.com yesterday, this team is better equipped than they've been in a very long time to have guys step up. So, first uh, take is going to be um, Deron Bland, he's going to go to the outside. Uh, good news is the Cowboys gave him a ton of reps in training camp, doing so preseason as well uh, as a contingency for things like this. Uh, talk about thanking the football gods that Jordan Lewis is back when he came back. He, he came back last week. Now he's going to go full-time starter at nickel. Um, now it's time to see what Noah Igbenogany is going to be able to do and what he calls his fresh start. Cowboys hope that he's an upgrade over Kelvin Joseph for situations like this as well. And then you start to look from there at young guys like Eric Scott, who they traded up for as far as depth. But uh, massive loss in losing Trayvon Diggs. But the Cowboys, um, that's why I have on the Muhammad Ali shirt today. You know, you take some punches, but I think they can get up from this and, and start swinging. I am still trying to wrap my head around all yeah, it's, these a rough day. emotions because it's not one of those things where you're like, all right, we just got to get through four weeks, five. No, it's that's it. It's yeah. for the whole season. So that's hard to kind of go through those emotions. And, and it's so sad. So sad. He was having such a good start of the season. He was trending upwards. He got his contract uh, extended. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just doing so well. And then, and I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it, whatever. Um, I've had in the back of my mind a little bit of concern with Gilmore as far as, because sounds of the sideline when they came out, I think it was a week one, I think, when it came out, and you hear the comments because of his age, right? Mm-hmm. He's a veteran guy, very talented, has shown he still has it. He still has the game. Everyone has been impressed with his game, but it's kind of, it has been in the back of my mind as 
if there was anybody on defense that I would kind of be, quote unquote, injury concern of something happening, it would have been Gilmore because of his age. And now something like this happens. And he, even though they got younger guys that you have the depth to kind of go through the season and still play at a competitive level, it does bring concern me personally with another starter that's a veteran guy what could happen and I'm not trying to bring that kind of energy because we don't need that here but (laughs) it is in the back of my mind of kind of just being a little hesitant and and scared of kind of what the future might bring because initially we were feeling so freaking great Mm -hmm. about the defense as a whole so everything just kind of shifted mentally for me but I I know they have the depth we've seen them play talented young guys but yeah, it's just sad. You have one of the top three defenders in the league in Michael Parsons. You have one of the best defensive coordinators in the league in Dan Quinn. Uh, your weapon of choice now is your pass rush. And your pass rush now becomes that where it affects the way that people try and throw the ball on you. And so you can make up for maybe some lack of the coverage that you might lose in the secondary with your pass rush. Now it's about scheme, it's about your front, and it's about finding ways. Uh, we're super been super positive. Deron Bland really came out of nowhere last year for us. And you know, and then you watch Deron Bland play on the outside like Patrick was talking about steady camp there, you know. But then you get Jordan Lewis back in the nickel, the role he's comfortable in. If they have a position where they can withstand losing a player, and this player is huge. Don't get me wrong by any means. But to me, I think they can weather the storm with one of the best defensive players on, in the league, one of the best defensive coordinators in the league scheming it, and then your pass rush. I think that's how you find ways to get around uh, the loss of what Diggs potentially could be. Is it, uh, is it a nice thing? And, you know, is it, it – it's, it's not as terrible – this team last year loses its quarterback in week one, mm. and everybody was dooming and glooming and then. Yep. You won 13 games. There's reasons why these coaches do what they do, the reason why this team is built the way it is, so you can withstand things that happen like this. We're not the only team in the league that's going to lose players along the way. Big-time players. Yeah, big-time players. It's going to happen. You know, Look at the Jets, what they had to endure. Their whole season now is in the hands of Zach Wilson, you know, where it was going to be in the hands of Aaron Rodgers. You know, nobody feels sorry for you. You keep moving. But this team, in my opinion, is better equipped to handle something like this. You know, it's interesting because when I compare the Cowboys to the rest of the NFC, I think most people believe the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the 49ers are the cream of the crop. And when you start comparing their defenses, which I think are the strengths of both of those teams and the Cowboys, uh, I look at their cornerback position. I think you brought up a good point, Brian. You know, they, the the pass rush of all those teams, I think, yeah. is really outstanding. That's what makes those defenses so great. But even without Trayvon Diggs, with Trayvon Diggs, I think they have clearly the best secondary in of those three teams. Without Trayvon Diggs, I think they're still as good in the secondary because you look at the strength of their safety position. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that those teams have 
dominant cornerbacks. They got good cornerbacks that play well for the pass rush that they have, right? And I think now Dallas has the same thing. So I agree with you, Brian. I think it's more about what are you going to get out of the pass rush right. to be able to help your back end right. be able to do the things that they were they were able to do. You're not going to be able to be, I don't think, this defense will be as dominant. Like That's the part I'm upset about is I wanted to see if this defense could be Chicago Bears 85-ish. Right. I wanted to see if this could be one of the best defenses of all time. Like one of those kinds of defenses you talk about like that. I'm not certain I will see that now without somebody like Trayvon Diggs on the field. Maybe they can. Who knows? I'm just saying that's the part that I'm really bummed about because I really thought this defense had the, the potential on paper to be that good of a defense. And we won't get to see that this season. And, and I agree. And coming into the season, like I said, I I was hoping to see, and I'm still hoping to see, a historic defensive outing from the Cowboys in 2023. Uh, special was the word that we kept throwing around. Uh, and when you lose such a special player in Trayvon Diggs, now you have to wonder if the secondary as a unit can still be special. But to Brian's point, your pass rush is still special. Mm-hmm. Uh, your secondary, as far as your safety core, they can be special. And in the same week that you lose Trayvon Diggs, you're likely getting Donovan Wilson back on the field. So so that adds another level of emphasis and oomph to the safety position, who also, you know, when he set, sets off for the blitz, he's a terror as well. So he's going to help with that pass rush additionally. So I still think that while they might not end up being the 85 Bears, I mean, with that pass rush, you could be still curtain. I mean, you could still be doomsday. Uh, if Deron Bland can do on the outside what he did in the nickel. We already know what Jordan Lewis can do in the nickel, and we already know what Stephon Gilmore can do on the outside. And again, you got the safeties. So, I mean, I th- I still think they can be um, put up a historic effort, but it'll, it'll probably be a notch below what it would have been with Trevon Diggs because it's, it's Trevon Diggs. Can anybody name the cornerbacks for the 85 Bears? Was it Dorson was a safety or corner? It was a safety. Okay. Uh, you're right. That's a good point, yeah, right? Go. That's a good point. Guy named Mike Richardson. Yeah, Mike Richardson and Leslie Frazier, the coach. Ah, Leslie Frazier. Yep. Those yeah. the yeah, yeah, Dave Dewerson was the safety, and so was Gary Fensick. Yeah. We don't know who the corners were for the Dent was the man. We know that, right? Was, Richard Dent was the man. It was yeah. Richard Dent was the man. Yeah. Steve McMichael's was the man. Yeah. You know, you Mike Singletary was a man. That was a legendary I'm grown. De- man. Yeah. <laughs> legendary defense, and we can't name the corners for that team. That's a good point. Pass so, rush. really good point. Find a way to be a dominant team with what you're really good at, and that's getting after the run when you have to, and then finding a way to force teams to throw the football. And hopefully, rules a little different in 1985. You mm-hmm. know, with the way that you could play, you, they don't let you play that way anymore. <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully, like I say, you're in a situation. You, you could be in far worse. Maybe like what the Giants are dealing with right now with two rookie corners. You know, having to play that mm-hmm. that could be a but I, I trust these coaches, and I trust the best player, defensive player in football, to help me get through this. You don't even have to look at the Giants, and that's a great point because they are uh, in dire straits as far as two rookies. I mean, go back to 2022 with the Cowboys when yeah. you lost Jordan Lewis and you lost Anthony Brown, and you had to, on the back end of the season, late November, December, going into the playoffs, you had no clue who your opposite boundary corner was, so you're experimenting with guys. So you're you're light years ahead of that right now. So, you know, yes, you lose Trayvon Diggs, and that's that's a serious blow, but you got to feel good about, you know, the talent that's present and who's coordinated in Dan Quinn. I mean, Dan Quinn's going to get things figured out. On the positive note, Cowboys yesterday get some players back. Brandon there Cooks, we go. Chuma Idoga, Tyler Smith, 
Donovan Wilson all full yesterday at practice. Yeah, that helps. But you skirt around something. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but there's a little more it's the bad news. The bad. And actually, honestly, I don't know if it's bad yet. As everything Doesn't we're hearing bad. so far from Mike McCarthy suggests bad. that the the injury to Tyler Biotish is one that may not keep him out of this weekend's game. Correct. And then they may have kind of sideswiped one a little bit there. But but he did get hurt in yesterday's Man. practice. What do we know at this point? Okay, you tell us what is going on, and I'm going to tell you something that I think. Because okay. every time that I think that everything's cool and ready to go and <laughs> Cooks is going to play and there's no issue there and, oh, it's not a sprain, it's just a, you know this, and next thing you know, he's missing. And then, oh, wait, by the way, hey uh, – you know, Tyler Smith, oh, he's looking good. He's ready. And we haven't seen him now for three weeks. So anything that I think that's going to happen, like, oh, no, hey, Piotr, this, hey, this is fine. We're good. Yeah. And I, no. Yeah, and, and, and I'm doing him out there. I'm doing a pregame show, and the Christie Scales inactives this week. And, you know, you're like going, and then you're going, okay. But, but on our show, we talked about Arizona and how they play that bear yeah. front, yep. speaking of 85 bears, mm-hmm. where they put somebody over the nose. And you yep. put Brock Hoffman in a game, and now what Jerry Jones has told us, well, they've taken a lot of responsibility for calls away from Dak. You know, setting the protection, biotish, these guys up front, that's how they handle it. Let me tell you what, that would be a big loss right there, in my opinion, especially the way that Arizona plays their front, mm-hmm. with the way they play that heavy nose on that center, and now he's calling, snapping, and blocking, all in the same deal. You know, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Patrick, please, <laughs> tell us, that Biotis is going to play this week. Well, well, first let me say that um, can we can we move Thursday practice to like Friday or something? What is it about Thursdays going on around here? Good God! Um, when it comes to Tyler Biotis, she suffered a hamstring injury in yesterday's practice, widely overshadowed by the loss of Trevon Diggs. Um, Tyler Biotis underwent a, a precautionary MRI. MRI turned out to be precautionary. The results, I'm told, were um, very very optimistic. It was described to me as minor. Mm-hmm. Um, training staff is confident in his ability to likely go on Sunday. Listen to Mike McCarthy on 105.3 FM, the fan this morning. Mike McCarthy said he will visit with uh, Beatish and the medical staff yeah. again today. But he did say, as of last night, medical staff believe that Beatish will play on Sunday. So barring a setback between now, today being Friday, the walk the walkthrough tomorrow. In my Saturday, pregame show. In the pregame show, <laughs> barring a setback. It looks as if Tyler Biadish will take the field. But again, that is based upon what happens tomorrow in the walkthrough. And I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm, from I'm, now just, on I'm just telling you what I'm, what I'm No, no, I, listen, yeah, I believe I highly believe in the power of the word. I don't think I what have were you much doing power. Yesterday, by but, the way. But <laughs> yesterday there was some recklessness going on in your area. In my area. On your area. Talking about, oh, the health of the team and all that. I started, like, shaking. I was trying to knock. I was shaking. I couldn't reach the wood, so I got the glass. I, I was like, I was like, I was like, as a personnel guy, I started, like, uh, started no, I, vibrating. I want to start crying, really. Never put the shades on again. We're done. <laughs> I didn't even have them Oh, that, So that's what happened. So, the, but, so put the shades back on. But, I, I mean, yesterday when the news came out, I think um, Tyler's injury kind of got overshadowed by... It's Obviously, a, the severity that Trevon one. Diggs yes. injuries, different level of severity there. But, man, that that is – and, again, they're 
some reports out there are saying that he's going to be okay um, and it's nothing major. Reports online. I'm giving you what I'm getting. I'm giving you what I'm getting. Amber, what do I always say in the mortal words of Shaggy? Wasn't me. But it's just, it's so, it's so, it's another devastating news because yeah. he he's done such a freaking good job. The he's, line has as a whole. He's grown yeah. so much yes. since last year. Mm-hmm. And you look at the way he played, and he he's the type of player, and if you're watching him, it doesn't matter if the play already is 20 yards from him, he's going to keep going and finish until the Two play is recoveries. over. Recovers the ball, yep. keeps an eye on the ball, is super freaking aware of what's going on around him, where the ball is at, and just has that athleticism in a big guy like him. Yeah, he's yeah. a big guy and just finishes plays and yeah. keeps going You're with right. it. So it's, it's if something happens where he can't go, Major loss. I'll, I'll temper it with this line. because because Brian makes a good point um, when you talk about Tyler Smith and it was described the hamstring strain on Tyler Smith. Was oh, I know you're just reporting. Which I, you're, <laughs> yeah, you no, got, no, no, you, no, know, no, you, no, you got good sources. I'm just I, I'm not I'm not talking about it anymore because no. I, I can't I can't do it. Anymore. My, my point being that it's, it's an excellent point in that it, it can come back as you know it's minor, but if the Cowboys feel like because of who it is and what the injury is and the position yeah. they play, they might want to rest him a week um, because. Because Tyler Smith, hey, we thought that he was in good shape I did. playing week yes. one. I, yeah. did, I did as well. I did too. And, you know, now he's finally hopefully about to take the field in week three. Yeah. So as it stands, signs point toward, a lot of signs point toward Tyler Biadish taking the field against the Cardinals. But I, I am putting an asterisk on that because of Tyler Smith and how yeah. he was managed over the first two games. You guys so let we'll me know see. what happens when you get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, even, it's not even just Tyler Smith. I mean, that's just the nature of the NFL. We see it all the time where there's one report and or the team is saying this about a player and, and his availability, and then you get to the end of the weekend and it's like, whoa, I thought he was okay. And yeah. it's like, yeah, he's not really Trust ready me, to go. I've been there. So it, it just happens. That's a part of the, that's the, part of the NFL. So right now what we know is – that the NFL, I mean, I'm sorry, that the team is saying that he looks like McCarthy he may be said okay. this morning that as of last night, the medical staff believes that Tyler Biadish will play. Now, there also was a caveat that he put in there. He said a lot of times with these kinds of situations, the next late, morning, yeah. yeah, when it's late, the next morning is what yeah. tells the story. So Correct. he still hadn't talked to him at that Asterisk. point. Asterisk. That's the yeah. part that we don't know is what did that <laughs> conversation, like that. what was that conversation like this anymore. morning? Asterisk. And how did he feel this morning? I that agree. part we don't know yeah, yet necessarily. And Mike didn't know at that time yep. when he was talking Correct. about it. Yep. All right, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back. Let's talk about this rushing offense. I want to talk to you, uh, hear from you guys on what you think of it. Do you think it's providing what the Cowboys need? And is it enough? As they get into other games later in the season, will they be playing better competition? Mm. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Check out the latest and greatest edition of tours at AT&T Stadium at the Star in Frisco. Meet Jerry Jones, an interactive experience. Get a peek behind the curtain and into the fascinating life of Jerry Jones. With a focus on innovative fan experience in partnership with AT&T, this interactive technology gives tourgoers the opportunity to ask Mr. Jones a variety of questions. For more information and to book your tour, visit DallasCowboys.com slash tours. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Life from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Blockchain.com. Ding. All right, good. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into this. I want to talk about the uh, the rushing offense. Check this out. Cowboys right now are 23rd in the league in rushing yards per attempt at 3.5. Not a yeah. great average. No. Uh, they are, however, first in the NFL in rushing attempts. They're running the ball a lot, just not getting as much out of it as you would want them to. What are your general thoughts about this running game? Is it good enough? I think it's good enough. Uh, and I, I don't think that you've seen the best of it just yet. I, I think, you know, Tony Pollard is getting his uh, his legs beneath him as being as far as being the lead back. I think the Cowboys, we talk about the Texas Coast offense and what does it really look like firing on all cylinders. We haven't seen it firing on all cylinders yet. And I think a large part of that will go to how they how they utilize their running backs. What's, how long do you think? Thing it takes to it would take for, for I, I think the running game should be you should have a good idea of what the running game looks like before you get to Santa Clara. 
I really think that. I mean, by the time you get to around week five, uh, you know, you should know what a good mix is going to look like as far as Tony Pollard versus, not versus, but Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn, sprinkling some Hunter Lipke. I think you'll see more of that starting to take shape over the next two to three weeks, really, for the run game. But I, I think it'll be fine because you also have to look at it in tandem with how the Cowboys are choosing to pass the ball. They're choosing to get the ball out quickly. Um, they're using the, you know, certain types of run plays to kind of uh, relieve pressure so that Dak can get those passes off. What does that mean? So, for example, when you look at the efficiency of the run, like you mentioned, what it, three and a half three yards half. per carry? Okay. So some people would look at that and they say, well, yeah, that needs to be better. It would need to be better if the pass game, passing attack wasn't as efficient. But if you hand it off just enough or just often enough to keep linebackers honest, to keep safeties honest and keep them trying to play forward so that you could get behind them if you need to, then actually it's efficient indirectly. So the way the Cowboys are utilizing their run game, I like it. I don't expect that they're going to go out there and average four and a half, five yards of carry. Uh, you don't have Zeke in the building. That's just not the formula for the Cowboys going forward. They're trying to look at the efficiency of when they run the ball, how that is used to set up the pass game, and then those two efficiencies play off of each other. Yeah, it's – man, I am not a big metrics guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not smart enough to be a metrics guy. And – but when you really dive into numbers, and there's a stat that they call like a stuff rate, mm-hmm. like it's a percentage of when the runs were stuffed, yep. and you know, like no gain, a loss, something like that. And the problem that you run into with the Cowboys is Tony Pollard's runs are stuffed 20% of the time. Rico Dowdle's runs stuffed 15% of the time. Deuce Vaughn, 33% of the time. So when you start to tell me things like that, are you getting the type of blocking up front? Are you getting the combination blocks? Are you getting second-level blocks? What's the situation in the game? I honestly don't know right now that if Dallas had to go into a game and say, we got to run the football, that Mm -hmm. they could be effectively – they could do it effectively. I really don't. I think there's some – it's – Early in the season, you, know, you talk about the defense that they faced. The Jets are good. I feel like the Jets are good run defense. The Giants are good inside. You know, the Giants miss a lot of tackles and stuff like that. But they're going to have to play some teams that are going to present even more of a problem running the football. The Commanders we know about for twice. The Eagles, they 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 struggle at times with the run, but they got a big front now. Let's see if they get that a little bit better. San Francisco. I, the thing that just makes me a little, little hesitant right now is the consistency with the run game. That's fair. And it's and and to me, I feel like that it's they're trying to kind of figure out how we're going to run the ball. You know, we I know with when you watch Arizona play, we were talking about pin pin and pulls, you know, and how you you know how they bounce the ball and get the ball inside and things like that. I I don't know. I feel more confident of the Cowboys throwing the ball and getting and getting yards that way than I would if you said, "Hey, they've got to run. They've got to kill this game and try and run this clock out in a four-minute offense." I don't know right now if they can do that, and I think that's a I think that's something that should be a concern. Yep. 
Uh, I'm all right now about positiveness, positive, positiva. Positivity. Oh, I like it. Positivity. Sounds better in Spanish anyway. Yeah, bien positiva. <laughs> As most things do. Um, I, I'm not concerned about it just yet. I think it will be okay, and they will be able to efficiently run the ball. But the only time I think it would start bothering me where I would be concerned it would be if we start seeing them force it you know when it becomes now you're just forcing it exactly. and it's not working one way or another but you're still pushing and everything which we've seen in past yes, with have. the offense where they try to force things and it just doesn't freaking work so right now it's not that they're not becoming that they're not becoming an offense that's forcing things whether it's running the football or throwing it or Dak being indecisive i think they're still trying to figure in themselves out but i'm not concerned yet about the running game and calling it a bad bad option option yeah, yeah. i think they're we'll see I, I would like to give it a little bit more time and see once they start clicking in that way but i think they do have the tools they do have the talent there to make it efficient which is it might, it might it be, it bit. might be adding Tyler Smith might help it in a way. Yeah. You know, oh, most start, definitely. You know, Adoka's done a nice job, but I mean, it might help. This team is almost 50-50 run pass, mm-hmm. which is it, in the league. It's that's kind of rare. Yeah, but they're 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 okay with running it for like you're talking about three and a half to you know three eight a shot. Yeah. They're they're you know they're going to figure it out one way or another. But he's going to keep running the ball. You know he's gonna. That's that's something you know he feels like that he needs to do, and but they they need to do a little bit better job of getting things secured up front. We haven't seen, you know, those long runs, and that's the one thing with Pollard. You know he's had like thirty nine carries, he's only had three runs of ten yards. You know out of that, usually with Pollard, it's he's two and through the hole, and it's it might be two or three a game for him the way he runs the ball. We just haven't seen that yet from them. The thing that gives me hope is that as I went back yesterday, I went back and watched every running play they had in the Jets game. And, and one of the things that gives me hope, hope is they can do it. There are plays where you see them block it up and block it up really well. Mm-hmm. You see them get to the second level. You see them create the right gap. You see the running back find the right gap and get in and out. And they're off to the races. You've seen them do it. They just can't do it consistently. Enough. Yeah. And by the way, it's not just one player. Mm. It's like when they don't do it well. It's this guy this time. It might be a Lipke this time. Oh, no. Or it might be yeah. a Ferguson this yeah. time. Or yeah. it might be a, a, a Tyron this time. Like right. It's all over the map. There's yeah. not just the consistency of this one player is a problem, and if you change him out or if you try to help him, that may solve your they problem. They all take turns at the they, bat rack. They, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's the part where I'm like, I have hope that the more the season wears on, the more opportunities they get, the better they will be as a unit. And they'll create more consistency in doing their jobs well. Because I've seen all of them do their jobs really well at certain times. Right. That's the thing, I think, with offensive line play. That's why teams that just like to run the football, that they they don't have that issue. They don't have a breakdown. It's it's like you mentioned it with Tyron Smith. You say, well, what are some of the red zone problems? Mm-hmm. Well, Tyron Smith had Whiffed. a holding. Yeah, yeah, he had a whiff. <laughs> yeah. And he had a holding call on a backside six-yard run for Pollard that would have been a touchdown. You know, that's the kind of thing that makes you now think, well, can they run the ball? Yeah, they can run the ball, but you can't whiff. 
you know, you can't let the guy backdoor you to make yeah. a play for minus two, and you can't get a holding call on a touchdown. And, and like then there's said, another the, play the where Tyron just coming back. So I've, I was going to say, like you said, Tyler Smith, he's a road grader. Road grader is set to come back. So, yeah. I mean, Chuma did a, a very, very nice job in these first two weeks. But this is this is a different level of strength that we're talking about yeah. with Tyler Smith. Yeah, but I, and that's the thing. Like, you, you talked about the, the whiff by yeah. Tyron. There was another play where he drove a guy. Completely yeah. out of yeah. the he, out of he, way. So yeah. that's one thing. It, I've seen these guys. But Biotis decided he was going to miss his guy. That there you time. go. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> and and I've seen Chuma Doga one play. Yeah. He basically yeah. took his guy down, pancaked him. Right. And then another play, guy gets right around him. Yeah. So it's just like there's no consistency right now. Yeah. And that's the part where I'm just like, again, I look at it and say that's the result of an offense having to find itself because they didn't play in the preseason. Right. They're going to have to figure it out on the go. Right. But by you know by the time you get to week five, week mm-hmm. six, you should be chugging along here. You should have that a lot of this figured out. And at that point, we should see more of the consistency. And if it's still a problem at that point, that's when I start to get a, a bit more concerned. Right. And, and think about what you just mentioned. Tyron Smith with the whiff and the hold. And, and let, we're not saying Tyron Smith hasn't played well because he's actually played really well. Yeah, yeah. But when you, miss a play, yeah, really when, yeah, yeah. when you miss a play, you miss a play. Um, but in that scenario, it was Tyron Smith. And then Tyron walks a guy out of the club, but then it was Tyler Biatish. Or mm-hmm. Chuma did something good, but then it was – we're talking about the left side of the line. We You haven't said anything about the right side. Well, I think that goes – Let's to, be clear. Yeah. The right side has had its moments it, too. It has. I, I mean, Steele – honestly, Steele has been the best offensive lineman in my opinion, especially when I watched the running game. He's been the best, and he still had a couple plays that were kind of like, ooh, yeah, yeah. That, one, that one wasn't great. Power's wrong. always going to be a problem for him yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and you're not wrong. My, my main point is that with Tyler Smith coming back, and one of the main things coming into the season was, you know, Tyron, he remains healthy, obviously. If he remains healthy and Tyler Smith, once those two are on the field for an extended period of time, it's about building chemistry for those two guys, timing, combo blocks, things like that. So really, in the absence of Tyler Smith, you don't have the opportunity to build that, so you're going to probably see some struggles in the run game particularly if you're trying to run in those particular gaps I think that organically starts to solve itself hopefully as early as this week with Tyler Smith, fingers crossed, coming back against the Cardinals. Fingers crossed. Fingers, and I see it. And crossing the fingers that Biotis is actually going to play. Let's be clear about that. It would be the first time in like 1,800 snaps that these guys have all played together. It's like that Titanic. It's crazy. It's been 82 years. All right. Let's go to our final break. We'll come back. Amber has a little game for us. It's going to get a little wild in here, so buckle in. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, 
friendly and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys game time powered by, what is this, uh, what do we say this company's called? Oh, I wrote it down. Uh, Lavono? What? Lenovo. Oh, Lenovo. Lenovo. God dang, I'm sorry. I should have read it. Lenovo. Lenovo. I'm sorry about it. Can't get, can't get enough of that Lenovo. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I wrote it. I wrote it down phonetically on the other yeah. day. and I'm Lenovo. Like, Lenovo. Lenovo. I'm sorry Lenovo. about Lenovo. You're great, folks. <laughs> And it's powered by Lenovo and then the official gaming platform and community of the Dallas Cowboys. Sign up now to com, uh, compete in Madden 24 for a chance to win two tickets and a VIP experience to the 2023 Dallas Cowboys home game. Qualifiers uh, begin October 6th and run through the 13th. Learn more and register at DallasCowboysGameTime.com. Lenovo. Good folks over there at Lenovo. Check Lenovo. Them out. Check All them right. out. We are in the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Get name wrong there. We've got about nine minutes left in the show, which means Amber, you got about eight minutes for this game, so we can get the. Y'all picks. gotta give me more time for the. <laughs> Don't mess around. Let's go. Look, the other day Patrick had four minutes. Uh, to well, get, I'm to not get Patrick. Say- he oh, already talks right. enough. I need some talking time too. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Okay, you can take Patrick, one of those. Patrick, that's not a shot. You can take one of those. I didn't uh, say a word. Look, your Patrick's smile like, gave it away. Patrick's like. You I now don't have take it as a shot. I know I'm going to talk. Yeah. I'm going to get my have, time. Get my all right, all right, all right, all right. You better get all yours. All right. right. Today's game is called Caption This. All right. Okay, this is a game that I think most people are familiar with. And if you guys are only listening, hopefully you can go back later and actually watch the show. Because basically we're going to be putting out... Oh. A meme, and you guys are going <laughs> to caption this relating to football. doesn't have to be for this weekend. It's something that happened before. Anything that obviously relates back to football. So, as an example, this first one is a baby, very sad, Can crying. I, I got it right now. Yeah, I, I got, got it right now, ahead. too. Go ahead. That is uh, my look at uh, on Lambeau Field when Des caught that ball. Ooh, wee. <laughs> The tears were frozen yeah. on my face. Yeah, pretty much. I was there with you. That that was me as recently as yesterday when I saw Trayvon Diggs on crutches. Yep. That was me yesterday. I'm going to say that's GMs when they are – all the GMs that passed on Micah Parsons. When oh. <laughs> See, that's good that's, one. There you that's go. a good like one. There you go. Yeah, like all that. right. Next one. I can play this game. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this one for our listeners. <laughs> Patrick, describe it, please. Oh, um, describe it. It's it's a popular meme 
on Twitter. It's the uh, the white fur monkey. I guess that's what you're yeah, kinda doing. Kind of like, out. what are we what? even doing? Well, uh, pose. Um, <laughs> I got one. Th- that's me looking at the final play in San Francisco in January <laughs> with Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> lined up in front of that. Zach Prescott. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me looking at Ezekiel Elliott's final snap in the Cowboys uniform. Mm. Now, what are we even doing? That is uh, that is uh, Peyton Hendershot's jet sweep the other day on the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, here's mine. That's CD looking at his agent last night after Trayvon Diggs' injury. <laughs> what are we like, what are we doing? Where's my contract? Yeah. Let's get it done now. All right, all right. Now we have the dog that sits on the chair with everything mm. burning up around him saying this is fine. <laughs> I mean, after yesterday, it could it be no, I don't think else? that I don't think that fits yesterday because we talk about the depth. So I get it, but that's all I, of us. That's all of us right now like <laughs> it's all fine. I, we're good. Hey, we're good. We got, we're all fine. I'm we just, got depth. Yeah, we're good. Because to to Brian's point in the first segment, that was me when Dak Prescott left that game uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. And we thought, okay, just checking out his thumb, fractured yeah. thumb, and yeah. he was going to be out for several weeks. That was us. Oh, this is fine. Everything is fine. Not me. I was like, wish. No, <laughs> you said, but you get the, the context of the game. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's really it. not Brian fine at all. <laughs> this, is, this is Hallis Hall in Chicago. The Chicago Bears oh, right now. That's what no. that is. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, Bears. I had to go there. Better yet, that's Literally. the Giants right now. That is the New York Giants yeah. right now. It's all fine. We're good. All right. Yeah. It's fine. It's, everything's fine. <laughs> that's hmm. that's me watching. Speaking of the Giants, that's me watching the Giants offense in 2023. That's what that is. It's just like, ugh. ugh. That's, it's not fun to this watch. This guy has the, his arms extended out and just kind of pushing out like in disgust a little bit. Disgust. Like, exactly. Yeah. Disgust being the word. Derek. Mm. That's the NFL looking at the uh, Monday night game last week when uh, when Chubb goes down with that injury. Like, oh, oh God, yeah. I don't want to see that. That's oh, that's okay. what that is. That's generally the look I get when I find out who the official is for the game this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The little boy that sits on the couch with a cup that's kind of with a smirk, oh. smiling. Uh, for me, that that's me looking at everybody who wanted Jordan Lewis to be on Pup to start the season. Yeah. That's, yeah. How you feeling now? All right. <laughs> That's when I had a second round grade on Oso Diggy Zua, and he actually got taken in the third. <laughs> 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 All right, that's that's Cowboys fans on Mondays after a win and how they look at Stephen A. and Shady McCoy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And now Bart Scott. And now Bart Scott. And now Bart Scott. All the haters. All Bart Scott's a big hater. Right. Gosh. Did you see what he said? Oh, yeah. Today? I, I, don't, I try yeah, not to. Let's not. I that, that was this yeah, guy. I was not. Bart Scott. That <laughs> was Bart Scott. That was that guy, yeah. All right, we got the little girl. This is my favorite meme. The little girl that... It's like in the car seat with a weird look. Like, uh. that's when the Cowboys try and rent a screen. <laughs> that was that was almost literally me yesterday when someone tweeted me about how um, Deron Bland wasn't good enough and uh, yeah. how teams are going to quote unquote pick on Jordan Lewis. There you go. <laughs> okay. Like, what are you okay. talking that's about? That's a good one. That's a good one. Like, okay, that would be. Uh, 
That would be Dak when he's asked by the media about interceptions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's yes. what that is. Fed up, over it. It's like, we really, still, we, we still, still here? We still, still on this? <laughs> what about the year before? All right, oh, the hmm. little boy sitting on the couch with his arm crossed, looking all serious. This is me when I do post game show on Dallas Cowboys dot on the radio with the one zero five three the fan, and I know I have to do it till one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. go, I'm going to go back to going to go back to Santa Clara, January. That was me seeing the Cowboys hold the 49ers to 19 points yeah. and oh, lose. Okay. Yeah. This is a good one. For that that, one. that was Jerry yesterday when Mike <laughs> went to tell him that another player got hurt. Another two players got hurt on Thursday practice. <laughs> <laughs> like, Arms crossed. What are we doing? Why are we, why are we practicing? <laughs> What's happening on why, Thursday? Why are we practicing at all? <laughs> We're going to stop practicing. Yeah. <laughs> Just do walkthroughs. <laughs> oh. Mm. That's the a, guy that's looking all one. serious, holding the phone. That's when I was calling making my gang call. of seven and asking who, what corners were available on the street and which ones you would poach off another team. I was making some calls yesterday. <laughs> that was me. That was me um, trying my best to get as much information on Diggs as possible yesterday, knowing that uh, it probably was really bad news. So you see the look on his face mm-hmm. where he's just mm-hmm. waiting for the ball to drop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. That's pretty much everybody last night, <laughs> especially after you heard about Trayvon, and then you're waiting to find out what's going to happen with uh with Biotis. Yeah. Yeah. That's everybody on the phone with their oh, friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you said what? He yeah. did what? Yeah, yeah. All right, last one since we're running out of time. We got three minutes. Uh, yeah. this, no, we got. Well, we got there. predictions. We oh. get predictions. Oh. Yeah. This one is <laughs> a grandma holding <laughs> thumbs up. And a whole bunch of cash on the other hand. I know what that one is. That, that's going to be C.D. Lamb <laughs> here in the near future. That's, that's what Trayvon that's Diggs' be. agent. Oh, he's like, yeah, bro, we, we, we good. got it. We got it. We now. good. You just worry we about got getting it all healthy. Time. We got our money though. Yeah. Oh, Michael Parsons. Yeah, Michael yeah. Parsons. yeah, Michael Parsons. That could be also could be Zach Martin or after that holdout. Oh. <laughs> like, Wait, are you calling I, Zach old? I, you just, I, he's an old. He, he on the show yesterday like admitted he was old. He's like, I'm an old guy out here. Yeah, now. Yeah, there you go. It worked out his way there for sure. I like the Zach for that one. All right, well, thank you for playing, guys. That might need to be a weekly thing. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. We'll bring it out some other time all right uh let's get to predictions let's get to predictions uh i want to hear what you guys think is going to happen what the final score will be let's start with you brian cowboys 28 arizona 20 i think this is going to be a closer game i think arizona is going to find a way to kind of try and uh, maybe uh, hocus pocus you a little bit on some of their offensive stuff i think this quarterback's good enough to run around a little bit i know people are talking about blowouts and stuff i just think the cowboys are kind of in a weird place. I think the nine games here, they're two and seven in the desert. It's kind of some weird mojo going on in the desert. Dallas 28, Arizona 20. Um, I could see something like 35 12. I still think that the defense, regardless of the changes, uh, it can still be pretty, pretty, pretty good, uh, if not great. So, I think they'll still make it very competitive. And I, I'm hoping to see the offense, if everybody's back where they should be, I'm hoping to see the offense kind of 
gain that spark back a little bit. I, I was before the Diggs injury. I was going to say, you know, it probably would have been in the high twenties as far as scoring for the Cowboys, maybe the low thirties. Um, but I, I get the feeling that the Cowboys are going to come out trying to play for Trevon Diggs and trying to win this game and dominate this game for Trevon Diggs. So, um, unfortunately for the Cardinals, yeah, they don't have to play Trevon Diggs, but now they got to play a Cowboys defense that wants to show out for their their brother. So, uh, forty two. For the Cowboys who want to go out and send a message on all sides of the ball. Um, but again, I think the Cardinals can be scrappy. So I think they score a touchdown and then get a field goal. So 42 10, mm. Cowboys are playing some real meaningful football in the absence of Diggs. Yeah, I think this is an offensive explosion for the Cowboys. I agree with you, Brian. I think the defense of the Cardinals has been pretty good, yeah. better than their record suggests. I think what's going to make them take a step back is the loss of Buda Baker. Buda Baker, I think, and the is corners will struggle a little he bit. He's one yeah. of the better players on that defense, if not the best player yeah. on that defense. I think that's going to matter in this game. I think the Cowboys' offense will round into shape this game. They'll show us something we haven't really seen from them all season. I think they're going to move the ball really well. And this time, they're going to get it in the end zone when they have those opportunities. I think the final score ends up being 38-13. Give them the 40-burger. Um, You're not going to give them the 40-burger? Nobody likes the desperate team theory other than know. me, right? I, well, you know, honestly, if Buda Baker were playing, I would be a little more in on that. I just think that's a big loss for a team like that, I was on that Ari- lacks the yeah. veteran leadership as well. Like I just think that that's a big loss. Real quick, I was on Arizona radio this morning before we came on here, and they were they're pleased the way the Cardinals are playing. Believe it or not, yeah. they were like, "Man, hey, we're they're not tanking; they're trying." Right. So we'll see. Maybe they have a little pride. They're playing decent football. This is not a bad team. No. Like, it, and no. I know they're ranked. But I hope like you guys are right about getting the them, power rankings smashed down the bottom. Right. But but they are not this a is, bad. Team. They're going in. Uh, Cowboys are with a lot of emotion. Based on the Diggs injury, so yeah, I think they're going to try two to and seven. Re- last night. If you thought they were going to try to be, uh, beat down the Cardinals, and they were, at the uh, emotional wave that's coming as well. So, all right, mm. real quick, we also got to get a pod pick in here. Uh, my producer Chris Beam just told me we got to ask, what is who's the first first non offensive touchdown of the game? Non offensive touchdown. Sam Williams, Demarcus Lawrence. Jordan. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like I'm going to say Turpin. Oh. I'm going to say Turpin. He's going to take it back? Ooh. Take it to the crib? Kick or punt something. Take it All to right. the crib. Turpin. All right. We got our we got our answers. We are ready to roll. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys till then. For Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eulton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!